I'm, I'm, I'm glad we did that song. It's a good remembrance. It helps us, reminds us of what the Lord is saying to this church and this body, that we do need to run forward and heed instruction. And you know, when you hear what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do, it always brings gladness. Always brings gladness. There's such a joy when you know you are doing what God has told you to do. Amen? Amen. God is so good. And, um, uh, you know, we're, we're going to focus on the word of knowledge. And um, I guess this, this would probably go with the word of wisdom. I mean, because it, I just think about, you know, the things that the Lord had instructed us concerning that, that word that was given. And that knowing, at the time, spending time in prayer, there was a knowing of, um, of uh, Ruby and Zach. They didn't know it at the time, but I knew that they were to come here. And so they put their house up for sale this last week, and so keep that in prayer. And, um, and at the time, I knew they were to come. I mean, I knew a few other things as well. Um, and I, knew, I know there's more people. I don't know. I don't have any other names from down there. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't others because there's a number of people that I do minister to when I go down there and spend time with. I have a young girl that's already, already. oh, you're coming? Oh, you're going to be here a long time. And so, because I'm going down there tomorrow, I'm going to go down to Tulsa. And so it's always fun because there's a number of people, like I said, that I spend time praying with and ministering to. And so it's always good. So I don't know how many others are going to be coming this way. I, I know there's a couple of ladies. Um, their, um, God's assignment to them is in Virginia, but they will be here at some point in time to minister or just to share with us. Um, so anyway, God is so good, and that was actually a word of wisdom that when I knew they were coming and I knew where Nathan was going, all of that was a word of wisdom, word of wisdom, not necessarily knowledge. But wisdom, and so, so, so we're going to be talking about. We're going to really get into the word of knowledge today. But I have a few things we're going to cover, because you know we talked about last week how important it is to be aware that the Holy Spirit is with you everywhere you go, everything you do. The Holy Spirit is with you. Amen. Amen? He's right with you. I mean, <clears throat> just because we leave this church building and we're going to go do the the progressive dinner doesn't mean the Holy Spirit's going to stay here, right? You all understand he's going with us? You all understand he's going to your work tomorrow? Y'all, y'all, y'all understand that he's going to fix, help you fix the meal tonight? Y'all know that, don't you? <laughs> I'm practicing. I'm practicing getting ready. Anyway, <laughs> so, so God is so good. You just need to really keep reinforcing that and you're thinking that he's with you all the time. Amen. All the time. Remember, last week Kylie and I were tied together and then we prayed for Dennis and she laid her hands on too. Well, it's the Holy Spirit doing that through all of us. The Holy Spirit is prompting and telling you what to do. All the time. That's why it's so joyful. And when we when we hear what he has to say and we do what he has to say. Now, I just got to tell you something that happened to me this week. And, um, and the Holy Spirit is so good. It's got so he stops me at my door as I'm going out my door. And I'm learning to listen to what he's telling me. Because I usually have forgotten something. <laughs> 
Do you ever have that happen? You forget something? Well, now I, I listen when I get to my door before I go out the door. And last week, I was going out the door, and I had had all my keys. I think maybe I shared with this, this with somebody. But I have three different sets of keys, and I had my arms full, and I put things down. There's a bathroom right there where I go out. Put things down in there. I knew I had all, my, all three keys when I come out the other door. So I got to that door, and I was going out the door. And uh, you need to check. You don't have your house key. I go, I do too have it. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and I got in the car and I, no, I don't have it. <laughs> and so I locked myself out. Anyway, I was headed out to help Dennis and, and Marcia, and they have two of my keys. So I was rescued in a big way. Anyway, so I, so I, I thought, okay, I'm not, I am really going to check myself now when I go out that door. But see, that was a word of knowledge. The Holy Spirit let me know I did not have all my keys. And I thought I did. But he'll check you. He'll, he's there to help you, right? He's there to help you with everything that we go to do. He's there to help us. He's there to talk to you about your car if your car needs this. He's there to talk to you. And, and you can just say, hey, I need some help with this, Lord. And he's right there to help you with it. Amen. He's right there to give you the answer because he's with you all the time. All the time he's with you all the time. Say, he's with me. The Holy Spirit is with me all the time. God is always talking. And the Holy Spirit is always listening. The Holy Spirit is always telling me what God's saying. Amen. Yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. So I just want to, well, let's kind of run through these real quick. And if you didn't write these down last week, I would encourage you John four, John 14, nine. And this one is a, such a familiar one that we've used it a lot lately. Um, I'm probably not going to go in depth too much because I, lo- I have a lot of scripture verses to cover. And um, I know we're excited about doing the progressive dinner, aren't we? <laughs> yes, I have been. Anyway, John fourteen nine says, um, I have been so long with you, and yet you have not come to me. Philip, is, is he who has seen me has seen the Father. I believe that's the rest of that. My, my corner's gone. But anyway, and, and then I want to go on down to 10. Can somebody else read that? Because my corner's still gone. Read 10, please. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is his word. Yes, yes. So see, we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in us. And we need to become aware of that. Not only that the Holy Spirit is resident within us, but we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is always talking to you, and he's always telling you what you should be doing, and he's always telling you what you should not be doing. He's always telling you. He's checking you when you go to do something or you go to, I, I, there was something, uh, you know, a game show I've been watching. Mm-mm. Lord said, no more. No more. I can't watch it. Can't watch it. It was just too, too... It was probably, for most people, it was okay, but it had too much um, stuff in it that alluded to thinking the wrong things. You know what I'm saying? And so he's always checking you. If you listen and do it, 
I had, nope, no more. No more. Uh-uh. And so, um, so anyway, we need to, we need to become aware that he is in us and he's leading and guiding us into all truth. And then verse 16 says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. Cause see, they were fussing. Jesus was leaving. And what are we going to do without you? So basically, you know what, what we, I have always said that Jesus is with us. God the Father is with us and the Holy Spirit is with us. So Jesus says, I've got to go. I can't be with each one of you, but the Holy Spirit can. I'm going to send him to be with you, to lead you and guide you into all truth, to show you things to come. But as it goes on to say in, um, I think that is, uh, let's see, I want to read that out of the Amplified. Uh, Anyway, the Amplified talks about that. I just want you to see this again. It, this is so important, what the Holy Spirit has come to do. Um, okay, let's see here. And this is, again, it's still 16 of the Amplified. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper or comforter. And then it says, it breaks that down, counselor. Helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. He's going to remain with you forever. So we went over the standby as a readiness for duty. Readiness for duty all the time. He's right there to, when you holler about something or you say this, he's ready. He's a, and even with the key situation, he was ready before I was. I said, no, I got my keys. (laughs) He's probably laughing all the way to the car. But anyway, and and, the, and then he's a helper. He's a person who helps someone else. He's a helper. He's always right there. Well, see, he had the answer. He knew the answer before I even realized I didn't have my key. But he had the answer. Immediately I heard Dennis and Marcia have a second have a key. So get it from them. You know, and then he's a strengthener. You know, remember we talked about he's a strengthener in your spirit man. You can tell if you're weak here. You can tell if you're wimpy. I was uh, ministering to a young man in um, another state and um, this week, and um, he was contemplating some wrong thinking. And um, so I, I, I got him to pray in strong here, not wimpy. I said, don't pray wimpy. Pray strong out of here. Pray strong. So he started doing that. And then I heard a report last night that he was doing much better. He says, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. He says, I'm going to fight for, for what's right here. I'm not going to lay down and let the enemy walk all over me. I'm going to fight. I'm going to pray strong. So he had passed the information on to someone else. So he's going to pray strong in his prayer language. He's going to fight and do what's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so don't be, don't be wimpy. Be strong. See, when you pray in your, in your prayer language, you make your inner man strong. He becomes a dominant force in your life, and that's what we're after. We're after a dominant force, amen? Amen. We're after that. Because you can come into a room when the blood is coming out of the walls, pouring out of the walls, and you're not going to be moved by that because you know it's a scheme and tactic. i got to slow down. It's a scheme and tactic of the enemy. My, my ordaining pastor, I think I've told you that before, you know, he went in to do a deliverance and the blood was coming out of the walls. Well, you know what the reason, you guys know what the reason was for that, don't you? It was to promote fear. So he would back out the door and not do it. 
That's all it was. It was just a, a manifestation of that. And so, so anyway, um, the, hell, the Holy Spirit is an intercessor, someone who uh, intervenes on behalf of another, especially by prayer. Advocate who pleads on someone else's behalf and the counselor to give you guidance. He's always there to give you guidance. If you don't know what to do about a situation, you tell him, I don't know what to do about this, Lord. What do I do about this? What do I do? The Holy Spirit's got the answer. He's got the answer for everything because he knows all about you. He knows what you did yesterday. He knows what you thought when you got up this morning. He knows everything about you. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I can't say that enough. I mean, I could stand here and say that the rest of the service. He knows everything about you. And hopefully you would be convinced by the time you left that the Holy Spirit knows everything about God the Father. Excuse me, knows everything about you. He knows everything. He knows what's going to happen in 30 minutes from now. And he'll, if it's not a good thing, he'll try to get you to go a different route or he'll try to get you to not maybe have a conversation or not say something that would be amiss, but he knows 30 minutes from now. That's why when we pray in the spirit, we become sensitive to his leading and we can sidestep or um, move away from anything that would bring us harm or that would get us into a place of strife or unbelief or whatever. He's there to help you, to lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen? Amen. Okay. Um, now, I went through this, and I was looking at this again today, but um, let's look at Hebrews. Again, this will be out of the Amplified. We, and we hit this scripture verse last week, but I think we are at the tail end, and I don't know that I made it real clear, so the Holy Spirit was talking to me. I need to make this clear today. And so... Um, the Holy Spirit is with you whether you are aware of it or not. Now, I have become, I have purposed to become more aware of his presence with me all the time. That's why he's able to stop me when I go out the door. If I'm paying attention, I've become aware of his presence more and more. And I try to purpose to do that, knowing that when I sit down in my car, he's right there with me. Knowing that when I drive tomorrow to Tulsa, he's right there with me, giving me instruction. Knowing that when I um, talk to somebody on the phone, I trust that the Holy Spirit is bringing forth out of my inner man exactly what that person needs to hear. Exactly what he needs to hear. I'm talking about this young man that I ministered to. Uh, two days ago, I have to trust because I've, I've trained that area that when I speak to somebody, when I counsel them, it's not me counsel them, it's a counselor on the inside of me coming forth with the answer for that person. Does that make sense? Yeah, because see, that's what we want to be. We have the Holy Spirit and see the Holy Spirit is the need meter and the Holy Spirit already knows that person's come to talk to you. The Holy Spirit already knows what that person needs. We just have to be aware of it on the inside of ourselves. We have to be aware. And we can give them. He's got the answer. We can give them the right answer that's going to walk them into healing. We can give them the right answer that's going to walk them out of bondage. We can give them the right answer that's going to help them get finances. Amen? We can give them the right answer because who do we have on the inside of us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. Okay, Hebrews 13.5 says, 
Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, um, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake or let you down. Relax, I won't relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Amen? Assuredly not. Making that real clear that he will not leave you or forsake you. I mean, he's got the answer to every situation. He's going to show you what to do. I'm, I'm serious, folks. He does. And if I don't hear his answer, I haven't taken enough time to find out what it is. Because, you know, we need to sit down, talk to him about it, and then listen. But we're so busy trying to fix it ourselves that we don't listen. And that, that's, a, that's a problem for the church. Okay, let's go to um, Hebrews 11.6, please. Okay, so he said he'd never leave us or forsake us. So when we become aware of him, a lack of awareness brings a lack of faith. Now look at Hebrews 11.6 and see, I, I, I don't know, maybe I said this clear last week, but I felt like I needed to clarify. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So you have to know that if, if God is for you, he's not, he's not against you. And you have to be aware of his presence. And, and if you come and seek him, you have to know, you have to believe that he is there to seek. But you have to know that he's going to reward you for seeking him. He's going to give you the answer. He's going to show you the steps that need to be taken. Amen? Amen. So lack of awareness brings a lack of faith. So we have to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Amen? Okay, so and, and then, then if you have um, a lack of faith, then you're, are you going to expect him to give you the answer? Are you going to expect to receive anything? You know, James says we don't need to turn there. James says uh, not to be a double-minded man because if you are, you're not going to receive what God has has promised you or given you. That means you're going to think, I'm going to believe God for this situation to come to pass. I believe God that I've got $500 coming to me in the mail, however you want to do that. But if you, if in the next thought you have, let's see, um, where should I go look for a job? Um, doubt and unbelief, right? I'm not saying you can't, you shouldn't be doing something like that, but you can, I'm just trying to give you a real clear example of doubt and unbelief. Or you can say, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Um, let's see. I don't, I don't think I feel real well today. You know? But by his stripes, I'm healed. You just have to watch your words, you know? By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. I am recovering quickly in Jesus' name. But so, so lack of faith and, and double-minded being double-minded. We don't want to be double-minded. Amen? Okay. So when we're not aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be listening to what he has to say. Whether it's a word of knowledge, whether it's um, the inner voice, whether it's a dream or a vision that he brings to us the truth or the understanding, we're not going to be aware of it because we don't believe he really is there. 
You see how that all functions? We don't believe that he really is there. And we need to be aware of that so that we can hear and expect to hear him say something to me or you or us. We have to expect to receive what he's going to say to us. Amen. Okay. um, I want you to turn to Psalm 139, please. I don't know. Am I going too fast, Ron? (laughs) I'm trying not to go too fast. But I'm stumbling over my own words, and so that's too fast. Okay, 139 to... Now, this is... I mean, there's a lot of scripture verses I think we can find, but this one I thought was so good. Uh, Thou dost know. God knows when I sit down and when I rise up. He knows. Thou dost understand my thought from afar. Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down and and art intimately acquainted with all my ways. Intimately acquainted with all my ways. Amen? And then I'm going to verse 14. I will give thanks to thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Who made you? God did. Does he know all about you? Yeah, he said, I'm not going to leave you all by yourself. Jesus is coming here, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you in every step that you take. So you can just look around right now, and the Holy Spirit's sitting right with every one of you right now. The Holy Spirit's sitting right here. Every one of you have, if, you, if you're born again and you've accepted Jesus as Lord, and you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has come to dwell within you. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are in, in the Godhead in its fullness is within you. So just think about what power we've got sitting here in this room. What can we do with it? What can we do with that power? Yeah, we can we can do all kinds of stuff. It doesn't take it doesn't take an army of people, but we're well able to pray and see God move here in this area. We're well and we have enough power on the inside of us to raise the roof here. Isn't the same power that raised Jesus from the grave dwell in us? Well, we need to think that way. We need to talk that way. And we need to believe that way. Amen. Okay. So to a word of knowledge, to the gifts of the spirit, I'm going to talk about the word of knowledge. Um, it's a, it's a word. It is just exactly that. It's, it's a word of knowledge of what God knows about a situation. It's a word. It's not the whole thing. It's just a word. And it, it's, it's revealed to you. Or to us, supernaturally. It's a supernatural impartation. It's You're imparted with a word of knowledge that you knew nothing about this situation. You knew nothing about it, but it was imparted to you. And for what reason would a word of knowledge be imparted to you, do you think? A word of knowledge can be imparted to you to pray for that person. It can be imparted to you to... Um, maybe he's saying, I know that person... And you may, you may know that they need um, just 50 bucks. And so the Lord may talk to you about giving that person 50 bucks. And he may not want you to tell him it's coming from you. 
Most of the time, most of the time, that's not necessary anyway. But why, why else would you, why else, sometimes in prayer, when I'm in prayer, I need to use my examples. When I'm in prayer, uh, sometimes I'll pick up or not necessarily always in prayer. I can be about my business because, but because I am paying attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying, I will hear something on the inside about a person. And so if the Lord tells me to contact them, I do. And if not, I pray. Okay. Yeah, you know, one of the examples you've heard Jeff talk about the book, the book that was already on his heart to do. But the Lord, the Lord told me about the book too, and so I encouraged. I just told him about it, the book that uh, what I had picked up. So it was an encouragement to him to step forward. Sometimes I hear something, you know, that somebody's waited about a situation in their home, and so I may pray or I may just contact them and say, Hey, how's your day going? <laughs> and so if they if they open up and say something then I I have a scripture verse or I pray with them or I pray for them. You understand how that works? So so you may just get a piece of the picture, but you don't have the whole thing. And so sometimes it's your job to encourage them. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's your job to pray. And and sometimes uh um like a word of knowledge will happen a lot of times when I'm praying for people for healing. You know, I'll hear um, neck pain or back pain. Or when I put my hand on their back, I follow the anointing and I know where the anointing is going in their body. Not always. Not always. It's always as the Holy Spirit wills. But it's a word of knowledge in manifestation. When I put my hand on on their back, then sometimes I know that it's, it's going down to a knee or it's going up to the back area for headache pain or wherever it's going. It's, that's a word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge is important because then I can bring, I can pray effectively. You know, James says that for, fervent, if, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much or is miraculous in its working. And the reason it's miraculous in its working is because a word of knowledge was released, I heard it, and I prayed effectively for that person. And healing came. Healing came. And we can do that same thing on Wednesday nights. We pray, and we pray in tongues, and we pray in spirit. We pray in English, interpreting what he's saying in the spirit. So that's where a lot of times the Lord has told me what's going on in the country, and we pray that out to bring an effect or a difference. And that's, again, a word of knowledge telling me what's going on, what needs to happen, what needs to change most of the time. I, I'm, not in, I'm not in Washington, D.C., so I don't know what actually is happening. I just pray what I hear. So some of it could be a word of wisdom as well, okay? So when you pray, when you pray, know that God is wanting to help you pray effective. And so he's going to show you what's going on in this situation. He's going to tell you about it so you can pray the word of God and bring a manifestation of a change into that situation. You, you understand all that? I think I said that. Okay. Okay. All right. So God reveals to us what, can't, what, what we can't know naturally. He re- reveals it to us supernaturally. Amen? It's a word that, for a word of knowledge, it's always past and present a word of wisdom is future and for me i do get future but um i do get wisdom 
a word of wisdom, <laughs> but a word of knowledge is probably more readily, um, I use it more readily, or it manifests through me more readily. Okay? And um, then it always will have to do with meeting the need of a person or a situation. Um, and when you get a word about a situation, it's very important you don't add to it. <laughs> I'll try and think of an example. Let's say, let's say you were in church and you saw so and so, and and they had a. Um, you just don't add anything to what the Holy Spirit tells you. I'll just better leave it like that. You don't add to it. You don't use your own thinking. And let's say He gives you um, a word of uh, it was discouragement. You picked up discouragement on someone. Well, you can't add anything to that. You just bind the discouragement commanded to get off of them. Pray in tongues, and if he reveals anything else to you, then pray about that. Amen? Pray about that as well. But you can't add to a situation. If you start adding to whatever the word he has given you, you've gotten over into a flesh area, just like we talked about prophecy. You, you get over into a flesh area, and you can't, you can't just conjure anything up. You have to stay with what the Spirit of God has told you. Otherwise, you open yourself up to a demonic influence. You have to stay with what the Spirit of God says. You really do. You can't, you can't, don't let anybody, don't let this, there be any pressure to pray um, uh, wrong or to pray out of your flesh. You pray what you know and leave it, leave it. Pray what you know. Don't, don't pray out of your flesh. Don't ever do that. I mean, we sometimes, sometimes we miss it and we maybe don't know a scripture verse, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about praying, um, praying what you may think you know is going on or pray something that isn't what God has told you. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And the word of knowledge is not knowledge from the Bible, not knowledge from the Bible, but that I have had that. I, years ago, I was praying in, in my prayer language and we were praying and we got done interceding for a situation. I heard this, I didn't know it was a scripture verse at the time, but I heard this, these words about peace like a river. And so I looked it up and in the last chapter in Isaiah has talks about peace in there. And so that was my victory note that I had gotten to a place of victory in that intercession. And the Lord was quickening to me a scripture verse that I had never read or had never known. So I went and looked it up and sure enough, it was there. So that, that I would probably put that underneath the word of knowledge as well, even though it was a biblical, it was scripture verse. Okay. Now, um, we do have enough time. I, I want us to look up some of these places. Now, um, let's look at Revelation. And we're going to kind of flip up quite a bit with a lot of scripture verses. So if you, you know, write them down if you're not able to keep up. Uh, Revelation 1, 10 through 20. And you can read this yourself. I'm just going to, I'm just going to highlight it a little bit. Um, this was a vision that John had. It was a vision about, it was a vision about the churches, the seven churches, and what the problem was going on with those churches. And you'll see as you read through that, he talks about the different churches there and the problems that they had. So that was a word of knowledge that came 
through a vision, through a vision, okay? Um, let's look at Acts then. Um, Acts 10. Like I said, if you can jot these down, it'd be good for you to go back over them yourself. Acts 10, and it's um, verse 3 through 8. About the ninth hour of the day, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who had just come into him and said to him, Cornelius, and fixing his gaze upon him and being much alarmed, he said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your alms have ascended as a memorial before God. And now dispatch and now dispatch some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon, who is also called Peter. He is staying with a certain tanner named Simon, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who was speaking to him had departed, he summoned two of his servants and a devout soldier of the throne who were in constant attendance upon him. And after he had explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. So that that word of knowledge was delivered by a angel. Yes, it was delivered by an angel came in who else who else had a um an angel deliver a message to them mary mary yes that's right okay let's look at mark please mark 2 8 please And immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, Why are you reasoning among about these things in your hearts? Again, you you can read around this if you want to, but Jesus picked it up in his spirit, man, that they had been reasoning and been talking about the situation and that he was leaving them, basically. You understand that? So he picked that up in his spirit, man. He heard that in his spirit man. Okay? All right. Um, okay, let's look at, um, as long as we're in Mark, we'll just flip over to Mark 5. This was this is one that you all are well aware of. Um, Mark 5, verse 21 through 43. Uh, but again, um, let's start with 28. This is a woman with the issue of blood. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I shall get well. And immediately the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. And immediately Jesus, perceiving himself that the power proceeded from him, had gone forth, turned around in the crowd, and said, Who touched my garments? Jesus was aware that the virtue, the anointing, had flowed out of him. She didn't touch him. She touched his garments. That is all the time, all the time. I know when it goes. I know when, if I minister to you as a group, I know when you're receiving and when you're not. If you're not receiving, you say it, I get you to say it more than one time until I, until I have a witness that's out of my inner man that you have received. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Same with when I minister to an individual. If I don't get them to receive right away, 
If, if, if they're not, I can tell. It's not going out of me. So I will get them, I receive. I'll get them to say, I receive. So what they do, they start receiving. They start receiving, and I can feel the pull out of me, okay? That's why when we had the meetings a while back, and I, and I t- asked Jerry to tell the ushers not to touch the people when they catch them, I mean, you can, you can, once they go down, but not to, not to be standing there when you're waiting for them to keep, fall down and hold touching them because you short circuit the anointing. You do. I, I've, I've experienced that before when I've gone to minister to somebody and this person over here that's there, they think they're praying, <laughs> but they're pulling the anointing away from the person that we're, that we're praying for. You understand what I'm saying? It goes over here and ministers to the need that they have over here instead of taking care of the need here. So, so the anointing, you just know on your, in your inner man, you just know, like it says here, knowing in your inner man that there's a need for healing, but being able to experience the virtue that flows out of you knowing that somebody was receiving. Amen? So Jesus knew that this lady that had the, the issue of um, the bleeding issue, that she, she had received, she had pulled that anointing, she had received. So that's why he turned around. There were so many people around him. He said, okay, who pulled that? Who, who got that healing? And the disciples couldn't understand that. But because he understood, he knew that that virtue was being pulled out of him. Amen? Um, so, so it all comes from being aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Okay. Okay. Let's look at um, John eleven one. Same same type of thing. Eleven nine. I'm sorry. Eleven nine. And this is about Lazarus. Jesus answered. I mean, they were telling him that. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. It starts with 11. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's right. Okay, just go a little bit further here. 14. Then Jesus therefore said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there so that you may believe and let us go to him. And so Thomas, therefore, who is called Didymus, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. (laughs) So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. And so basically, um, I think it was up here, Jesus answered in verse 11, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go that I may awaken him out of his sleep. He had a word of knowledge that he had just fallen asleep. He wasn't really dead. You understand that? A word of knowledge? Okay. So it's a similar one, knowing in your inner man. Okay, verse, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, another one that we can talk about. We don't need to turn to all these, but I'll give you the reference. Second Kings 6, 8 through 12. And this, again, is Elijah, where Elijah prayed. He heard the abundance of rain, and he went to the mountain and he prayed until that the cloud the size of the hand came up. Again, in his inner man, he heard the abundance of rain. It was a word of knowledge that it was raining <laughs> in the spirit realm. 
And, you know, I've told you this before. Everything happens in the spirit realm first before it comes here. That's, um, that was um, oh, 2 Kings 6, 8 through 12. Um, now, Acts, let's go to Acts 9. I want you to see this, um, this one for sure. 9 verse 10. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and the Lord said to him in a vision, This is in a vision now. Ananias, and he said, Behold, here am I, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and laid his hands on him so that he might regain his sight. So again, there is a word of knowledge. Several times there, a word of knowledge telling um, Ananias what to do, and also a word of knowledge where um, Saul had seen in a vision. But um, the thing I want you to see there, Ananias was not a minister of the gospel. He was a member of the church. He was like, you guys, just a, a member of the church, but God used him with the word of knowledge to, to uh, go and pray for Saul. Amen? And that's the part I want you to see. You can read through that, and you'll see where... Um, where it says he was a member of the church. Um, also, a word of knowledge can come during worship. A lot of times the Holy Spirit is moving. Usually you'll see, you'll know when the Holy Spirit's moving because I'll go minister to people or I'll have everybody um, receive love. Now, there was an anointing that was coming down this morning, but I didn't get any direction um, on what he wanted to do with that. So, so anyway, there's just different things that happen in the service, and it's all a word of knowledge. All right. Um, word of knowledge can come with tongues and interpretation um, through prophecy um, as well. Um, scripture, we talked about that already. Um, bringing it, you know, there's John 14 too. It talks about bringing it to your remembrance. You remember? The Holy Spirit will bring scripture to your remembrance. Um, John, let's go to John 13, 21, please. And again, I would encourage you to read around these. You'll see the whole picture. Uh, when Jesus had said this, he became troubled in his spirit and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you that one of you will betray me. See, your, your spirit man will also let you know when you're missing it, when you're, you're heading the wrong direction, or there's something amiss. Maybe there's a... And as you start praying in tongues, you may realize it's with one of your children. You may realize that there's there's something about a trip that you've lined up that's not right, and you you know you're not supposed to do that. You get troubled on the inside, troubled. How many of you experienced that? Ever experienced that troubled on the inside, troubled on the inside, just bothered? You you'll hear me say I was bothered about this or bothered. I'm bothered. I'm bothered. Not now. I'm not bothered. But <laughs> you know, hearing that. Okay. So I just want you to make aware of all those things that the Holy Spirit does. Be aware of those things. Be aware. If you're not, if you don't feel settled on the inside, pray. Find out what it is. What is it? What is it? What are you talking to me? What do you want me to know about that? Okay. All right. Um, and so then, the, then a word of knowledge can be in a audible voice. You know, like in, 
when things were getting ready to shift and I was trying to understand the shifting, I knew nothing about what was coming. <laughs> but the, I, I was talking to the Lord and this voice, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And we've talked about that before. And I think he uses that line in a lot of places. But when it, when it, it said, it brings comfort. Have you ever noticed when the Holy Spirit talks to you, there's a comfort? Oh, yeah, that's right. I know what to do about that now. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I think um, I think we're going to stop because I can tell there's an overload going on. And, <laughs> and so there's just a lot more places I wanted to take you in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and we can pick that up when I come back. Um, the, there's... Jerry's going to be ministering next week, and so is Patty. And Kim will be here to do worship. And so um, I will be back. I will be back after that next Sunday, the fifteenth. And we can pick it up there, and maybe zip through the rest of the gifts. Kind of, kind of taking a, a little while on that. But I want you. The thing that I think the Lord is really stressing that's really important is for you to be aware that the Holy Spirit has come to help you. And the church should not be naive about it, shouldn't be dumb, because you need to be aware that he's going to warn you, he's going to cause you to be bothered about situations, he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth, he's going to show you what to do and not do, he's going to show you what to say and not say, he's going to help you if you've missed it, if you're in a place of sin, if you have a heart, a place of humility that you want to know what's going on and what's right and what's not right, if you really want to know and follow the Lord, like the song that Kim did, the last one, Run for, Forward, Heed Instruction. If you, want to, if you want to really be one of those that runs forward in heed instruction, and it goes on to talk about the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to become attuned to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life. You really are. And especially in the days that we're moving into, we're going to have to be able to discern. Things are going to look really, really right and they're not. They're going to look really, really like it's God, and it won't be. I was reminded when we were praying Wednesday night, and I, I tried to find the story. Maybe Jeff remembers this, but years ago, because um, uh, I'm older than you are, so you might not remember. But <laughs> years, years ago, I think it was in camp meeting time with Hagen and Copeland and all them, there was a lady that was going to the services, and I, I think she was even being asked to minister, but blood was coming out of her hands, just like when Jesus was pierced on the cross. And, and, and there for a little bit, people were receiving it, some that should not have, should have known, but they caught on. They caught on, and, and maybe one time when they brought up on stage, I don't know what they... they they said, uh-uh, this isn't right. It's not God. You need to repent. And she did. As far as I know, I've been trying to find this story. But it, it got out real quick that, that it was not God, you know. It was not God. It's, it's like a stigmata, you know, in the Catholic Church. They, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes on. And it's not right. It's demonic. It's demonic. So I'm, do you remember that, Jeff? No? <laughs> Now I need to find out what year that was. <laughs> no, it was, see, I was, I was probably baptized in the Holy Spirit in the full gospel arena because I remember thinking, oh, how could that happen? You know, how could these guys 
you know. But see, there's things like that. The enemy maybe doesn't have any new plans. He doesn't do anything new, but he does it more sophisticated. He's sneakier about it. He's more deceptive, you know. And so that's why we have the help of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be concerned. But we do have to pray. We do have to spend time knowing that he is with us. And he said he'd never leave us or forsake us. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we just thank you that you are so good by sending the Holy Spirit to help us. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. And we love you, Holy Spirit. And we give you all the praise and glory. We thank you, Father, that your word today does not return void, but it accomplishes there into where it's been sent. And that, Father, the ears of the hearer, Father, are anointed to hear, and their hearts are prepared to receive. And that, Father, it pierces their heart this week. I just ask you, Father, to quicken to them the need to know, and they need to be reminded that the Holy Spirit is with them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.